0: So do you use short periods of performance or clean buckets? That's the question this week, which comes in from Mark Anise at the Defense Acquisition University. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, I've spent a lot of time at DAU. Great organization, I appreciate it. I also pre- appreciate the question. Uh, you did start your question with a martini gin or vodka, which I think is appropriate also for Agile acquisitions and alcohol. Uh, I don't drink gin, I think it's terrible. So definitely uh, vodka, but of course, um, I'm more of a dark liquor kind of guy, so. Speaking of which, it's time for What's He Drinking? Um, This week, I am drinking another Old Smoky Tennessee whiskey. This one is Mango Habanero, Mango Habanero Whiskey. That, um, you know, because whiskey doesn't burn enough, so you need mangoes and habaneros. So, um, welcome back Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts. It's time for another episode Cheers. It's good. It's spicy and probably not the best thing to drink while making a video where people need to understand you speak clearly because it's got a little bit of a kick and peppery sort of finish to it. I mean, the mango's there. It's completely sweet, of course, but uh, it's it's spicy. It's kind of like Fireball, but. with mangoes and habaneros, instead of whatever they put in fireball. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, so tonight's question uh, is whether to use short periods of performance or to put buckets of cleanse or or cleanse that can contain a lot of different work, not to exceed sort of thing. Um, So I guess there's two parts to break down, right? What are each of these things, for those of you who don't know? Uh, The short period of performance refers to what I often bring up, which is one way to incentivize contractors to ensure that you have exit ramps or mitigation strategies if the Agile approach isn't effectively delivering repeatable functional product the short periods of performance. I often say six months. there is a downside to the six month period of performance. I've talked about it in other videos and folks have sent this to me and, and maybe i am do a whole video just on this challenge, but the challenge that comes from it is on the industry side, it's very difficult to staff in six month periods of performance, especially if you're hiring for a specific project. Uh, a good company owner is always wanting to look to make sure that they have longevity of uh, opportunity for their employees and not just hopefully bring someone on and then have to let them go if the next six months don't go forward. So that's the downside. Um, from the government contracting perspective, it's great for all the reasons I already said. You know, it gives you this ability to sort of evaluate performance on a repeatable process. So it's kind of taking that same agile development approach, iterative development approach, and applying that to the uh, performance assessment. So it's an iterative approach of assessing how are we how are we improving, what are we delivering, is it worth the continued investment? So that's that's the short periods of performance. The clin bucket, I actually haven't heard that phrase before, but I know now what Mark's talking about. And this is essentially where you have this like omnibus sort of clin. It's a, it's a large clin with a big ceiling, sort of a vague scope, if you will. Uh, and you're able to just kind of like move staffing up and down uh, against the requirements as they uh, develop. And there's, there's a lot to be said here. I will say my very first first step into doing anything like Agile and uh, development was under a Cost Reimbursable Clin that I did exactly that. It was on a contract. We were modding this thing so many times that we had to reissue the contract three times because we used up all the acronyms. Those are the little codes that go next to each funding uh, accounting line. And it goes alpha, 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 numeric, and numeric, alpha. And we ran out three times, had to reissue it. So it was a lot of modifications. Um, in order to deal with that, what I ended up doing was create this large CLIN based on my 10 years of history. Uh, I could estimate with a fair amount of accuracy how much value I needed this CLIN to be and the type and nature of work that would be performed under it. Uh, again, I had 10 years of experience, so I had a lot of empirical evidence of how the agency had used this CLIN Um, for a long period of time and I was able to make this estimate fairly accurate so it wasn't just creating sort of a slush fund as some people might be afraid you're creating when you create a large CLIN with money on it and not clear distinct deliverables. Um, So once created we ended up using that CLIN to implement basically an agile development iterative solution to problems. Didn't really realize that's what we were doing at the time. This was a long time ago Um, and so it works. Uh, There are some risks. Uh, It's one of my concerns is when you attempt to do agile processes without really being explicit about doing the agile process, then you're really at the whim of the program manager to decide how agile the program's going to be because there's not necessarily going to be that scope. Now, if you took a clean bucket and you wrote a scope that went along with it that said, you know, give me agile and we're going to just kind of, you know, manage it as we go, I think. I think that would work. You're you're almost doing like a time material. I would imagine this would probably be most appropriate either under a time material or cost reimbursable. See other videos about my feelings on cost reimbursable for agile development services. But nevertheless, if that's what you have, this might be one way to do it, a a cost reimbursable level of effort clean um, where you're bringing in resources to deliver the the, um, products and software development that you might need. So I think it would work. So to Mark's question, you know, which do you use? Uh, in my personal opinion, I prefer the short periods of performance for the contract incentive management and investment rationale. Uh, I could see if you were gonna go lock stock and barrel and buy a year's worth of services, you could probably do a year's worth of, you know, quote level of effort type of clin where you kind of manage the requirements as they come in. I think you're not being very clear in your intent, most likely, if you're doing this, and you're not sort of dictating the, the tempo and pace, because, uh, let me, I should probably break this down a little bit more and be a little more explicit. My concern would be, when set up this way, um, if, if it was $100 million was the ceiling of the clip, or $10 million, let's say, uh, if it was $10 million, and you say, okay, well, we're going to start with like one, and we're going to do all the things agile, right? So we're going to start with a team of 10 people, okay? And, you know, let's just say that that burn rate for a year was going to be about $3 million, give or take. And you start adding more requirements. And in response, the contractor's like, well, 10 people aren't enough. I'm at 11, 12. Now we're kind of at the, the largest size team we should have, but we need one more, so it's 13. And next, w- and you on. A, you seem to unintentionally create the situation where you're growing this team to where it's really no longer an agile team. It's just a bunch of bodies working at a problem because you have all of this potential scope and it's probably gonna grow very incrementally over time. Um, now, anything with really good program management and product ownership can be managed. So, you know, if you were very intentional about this is as much work as we'll put to this team. And when it exceeds that, then we will create and stand up a new team. So within that $10 million scope, I now have two agile teams running concurrently and two product owners potentially and a program owner over top of them or something. Um, I could see that working. I just think it, it, it's gonna be a, have to be very deliberate. So what whenever you take things out of documents, you have to replace it with deliberate action. And with that always comes risk of uh, failure to live up with that, up to that, or transition to new into new owners who don't have the same level of commitment that maybe you did when you created something that was otherwise a good idea. Um, so, Mark, I hope that answers your question. Uh, if if you have any other questions, please put them in the comments below. I appreciate everybody's support. Uh, we The questions that are coming in are making it a lot easier to make these videos, making it more exciting to me because there's becoming a community around these videos. Uh, That means people are getting value out of it, and that's great, and that's what it's all about. Uh, Remember, keep innovating, and uh, until next week, cheers.